Welcome to Broken Catholic, the number one Catholic voice in America. On this show, I talk about the important things that no one else is talking about, like why the world isn't working right now. The Protestant Reformation is over. Christians now have more commonalities than differences, yet evil is spreading and the enemy is winning because we're still fighting each other over self-righteous labels and high-level theology. If you disagree with me, then you're part of the problem. Listen, as Christians, we're all baptized into God's family. We all want heaven, and we all struggle with the same human brokenness. United we stand, divided we fall, it's that simple. I'm your host, your coach, your friend, Joseph Warren. I'm also a broken Catholic and former atheist who was almost murdered twice. But God spared me because he had a higher purpose for my life. My mission is to unify Christians everywhere. This show was created for you, the person who wants to be accepted and loved and reminded that God has a higher purpose for your life. Let's get started. Today, I wanted to speak with you about morning routines. Morning routines. So where are you right now? What does your mornings look like? If you're a business owner, you're probably bombarded with the routines of the day, with business, with deals, with meetings that you have scheduled, and you're rushing to get up in the morning and get on with your work day. And I think something that many of us as entrepreneurs do is that we neglect. We neglect the importance of having a morning routine. And we start our day in a very reactive way. We start our day in a way where we feel the stress of yesterday. Maybe you feel the anxiety of the upcoming uh, projects or upcoming deadlines. And you're starting your day that way with stress, with anxiety, with heaviness. And it's most likely not working. I uh, have two podcasts. Uh, You can see on the screen behind me, this is my Broken Catholic podcast. And on this podcast, I you know, it's a faith-based podcast, as you know. And then I have a business podcast called Your First 100K, where I interview successful entrepreneurs about how they made their first $100,000. Because I believe 90% of entrepreneurs are struggling to make their first 100K. They're stuck. They don't know how to get through. And I think, and I've seen, and I've experienced with guests that I've had on this show, Broken Catholic, and guests that I've had on my first 100k podcast on both shows what i've seen is a common pattern whether it's in the faith space or it's in the sp- the business space and the pattern is this is that my guests that come on the show that i invite on my show the most successful ones in their spiritual life and the ones that are most successful in their business life both have something in common do you know what that commonality is It's a morning routine. They all have a morning routine, a morning ritual, a morning habit that they do every single day and they start their day with that in a proactive, intentional way of being. That's how they begin every day. 
So that's the first part I wanted to say. I, I really want to give some credibility to that. The importance of, mo- of morning routine and how successful, successful people, whether you want to be successful in your business and you're not where you are yet, or you want to be success, successful in your spiritual life and you're not where you are yet, or in your family life, in your relationships, a morning routine, a morning meditation can be the game changer that you've been looking for and waiting for. So let's speak about that. I want to share with you how my life used to look before I had a morning routine. I used to wake up every day and I would be tired from the day before because most of the time I would struggle to fall asleep. I would struggle to um, get to quiet my mind every night while I was in bed. And Typically, on an average night, I would lie in bed tossing and turning for the first 30 to 45 minutes. Sometimes it went on for a good hour, or I should say a bad hour. An hour, sometimes an hour and a half, of not being able to just shut my mind up and to get quiet and to be at peace and to fall asleep and get the rest that I desperately needed. My body needed rest, but my mind wouldn't shut off. If you resonate with that, then you really resonate with where I was. And that's how my every night would happen. The reason why I'm speaking about my evenings and before bed, because how you go to bed typically impacts how you wake up each morning. So if you go to bed uh, every night, with stress and anxiety and tossing and turning and your, your mind just being super active, most likely you're going to wake up the next morning carrying that stress throughout the night and you had restless sleep. You didn't get the deep REM sleep because your mind was still going, still working throughout the night. And I believe it's this vicious cycle that we get into. See, I was in this vicious cycle of uh, because I wasn't starting my mornings with a, a quiet time, with a meditation, with a routine, it was impacting the rest of my day and then into the night. And I would still be carrying all the restlessness of life and the noise and worries and concerns and anxiety of my day into bedtime. And then that would set me up for failure the next morning. And then I'd go through that day reactive and the same thing, more stress, more anxiety, more worries, more concerns, more projects, more deadlines. And it just started to do this compound negative uh, weight on me, on my life. And it really affected uh, so much of my so much of me on the inside, my happiness, it started to rob my happiness. Uh, my joy started to disappear. Uh, my peace of mind was gone. Like I had no peace of mind. And you could see that vicious cycle. It was just a pattern day after day after day of just being weighted down by the heaviness of life. And I remember a friend of mine uh, spoke to me about doing a morning routine and getting quiet and especially in the faith uh, space and getting quiet with God and, and my higher power. 
And immediately I was like, no, that's not for me. And especially when he mentioned, mentioned journaling, he's like, listen, you know, here's what I do. I journal every single morning and I get quiet and I listen to God and it really sets me up, you know, for the day. And my days are just filled with peace and calm. And yeah, I still have situations that happen around me, but I'm not really impacted by them. I'm able to have clarity and just uh, really see what to do and where God wants to move me throughout the day. And I remember like I admired this individual and I was like, wow, I wish I had that peace of mind, that inner peace, that calmness that he has. But no, I'm not a journaler. I don't journal. And I remember my ego just flared up like, I'm not a journal. I'm not a journal. I don't journal. Like it was my identity. Like I am not this. Who I am is not this. And I remember he he kind of, uh, he was just super patient with me. And he's like, listen, if this is what, you know, if it's working for you, what you're doing right now, then keep doing it. But if it's not, then you may want to consider changing your morning routine or at least creating a morning routine. So I sat with that and I realized he was right. It wasn't working for me. Not having a morning routine was not working for me. Starting my mornings in a reactive state wasn't working for me. Going to bed every night with a restless mind and not getting adequate sleep wasn't working for me. So that's where my life was before. And it also affected my spirituality for sure. My relationship with God was eh. Like I knew of God intellectually. I know who God is and all that, but I didn't actually have relationship. It's kind of like if I knew you, like on Facebook, we're just acquaintances on Facebook, for instance, or on social media, but we've never spent time together. Do I actually know you? No. Because I can't get to know you without spending time with you. And it's the same thing with God. I couldn't know him, like get to know him, and he get to know me without spending time with him. And maybe you're like, Joseph, well, why, whoa, why are you talking spirituality? I'm a business guy. I know you have an entrepreneurship podcast. I'm all about that. You know, show me how to make my first 100K or next 100,000. Yeah, got it. I'm clear on that. But what I've learned is that, like, I had to bring faith into my business. Because who I am or who I say I am in my, my uh, belief systems, in my core values, I was leaving it at the front door of my business and I wasn't bringing it and integrating it into my business. And therefore, I was showing up incongruent uh, in my business, kind of split down the middle. And everyone was seeing it but me. And they didn't know how to articulate what was happening. They just knew something was off with me. And some of them didn't want to do business with me. And that really impacted. And I lost revenue. So yes, your faith is very much a serious business matter. And when you leave your faith, your belief systems, your core values out of your business, you show up half, you show up 50% and you're losing deals, you're losing money, you're losing profits. So that was me before my morning routine or my morning ritual. And what happened was when I took on my friend's challenge um, to really learn a spiritual discipline of uh, a quiet meditation every single morning, and to he challenged me to schedule a time in my calendar every single day and a time when I was uninterrupted, undistracted, 
no one was going to come in and distract me and, and go find a place, Joseph, where no one will interrupt you. So find a time and a place that's protected, that's sacred, that's just for you, your quiet time. So I was able to do that and uh, he challenged me to do it at the same time every single day. And that was a key factor because as humans, when we're developing a new habit, especially if it's a difficult habit, like waking up early or earlier and then getting quiet, like that's a difficult habit. It's going to suck in the beginning. It did for me. It sucked bad. Like the first two weeks were miserable, but then it got a little easier and then it got a little easier and then it got a little easier. And now I wouldn't trade it for the world, but before, let me just go backwards for a second. Before I go there, I just want to say that blocking out the same time every day was key, was key for me um, to develop that habit because now it was a standing meeting every day in my calendar, a standing meeting that I could commit to. And the days when I didn't want to commit to, I really had to wrestle with, do I really want the life that I say I want? Or am I fine living this mediocre life where I'm exhausted mentally all the time, emotionally, I feel like crap, I, I'm unhappy, I'm sad, depressed, like just so many areas of my life and my relationships weren't working. Do I really want to continue that? And if not, am I willing to do what it takes to block out a certain amount of time every single day, the same time every day, and then show up and just put in the time and develop a good habit, a morning habit. So I got clear on that. I got clear that I wanted it enough. And maybe it wasn't so much that I wanted that enough, but maybe it was I, I, I was disgusted and I no longer tolerate, wanted to tolerate that mediocrity anymore in my life. That not working part of my life, all those areas that weren't working. So whatever the reason, I, I stepped in and I, I made the decision and I, and I went in hard and, and I blocked out 7.30 a.m. Eastern Standard Time in my calendar. And I committed, I committed and uh, I blocked out an hour. And, um, you know, there's a whole backstory. You could listen to uh, some of my other episodes and really hear that story. But uh, I'm not going to go in that today. Today is really all about you and, and really getting clear that most likely if you don't have a morning routine in your life right now, when you spend quiet time with God, with yourself, just really sitting with the questions, who am I and why am I here? The two most burning questions in humanity. If you don't take the time to do that every single day, chances are your life's not working. At least there's areas of your life that aren't working or that you're dissatisfied with. And if that's the case, if you're dissatisfied with it, then you may want to take on the same question that I took on, which is, what are you going to do about it? If something's not working, what are you going to do about it? Are you going to go after what you say you actually want in your life? Or are you going to call BS on yourself and realize that you're just a liar and you're actually fine with the, the mediocrity in your life. And because you're, there's a little comfort there. There's a little payoff for you because the, you don't actually have to do anything about it. It's, it's not really, it's not working, 
and it's painful and uncomfortable, but it's not killing you. So you could tolerate it. And if that's where you are, that's fine. You're just not ready for that change, that transformation yet. But if you are and you're like, no, Joseph, I am with you, brother. I am disgusted with this. I don't want to live this way anymore. I'm sick and tired of it. I don't want to tolerate these areas of my life that aren't working right now. I want that life. I want the life that I keep saying I want. Like, I want to do whatever it takes. Well, then this is what it takes. Schedule one hour a day in quiet time in your calendar. Pick a day, uh, pick a time every morning that you can commit to. And maybe you're like, well, Joseph, I'm married. I have kids and, you know, the kids are up early and the house is up early. Great. Then I guess if you really want this bad enough, then get up earlier. Well, Joseph, that would mean I have to get up at 6 a.m. Great. Get up at 6 a.m. Or admit you don't actually want to do the work to get the life that you want. Well, Joseph, I'd have to get up at 5 a.m. Great. 5 a.m. it is for you. I know people that get up at 4 a.m. every single morning because that was the only quiet time of their day before all the noise of family life and, and everything started for them. So they got up an hour earlier, 4 a.m., and they spend an hour in quiet with themselves, with their God. And what it's done for me, I got to tell you, is a game changer for my life. I still have struggles outside external things in my businesses. I have external things in my relationships. But the difference is on the inside now, I have peace. I have inner peace. Do you know how valuable inner peace is? Like, listen, I used to make millions of dollars a year in my businesses. But I didn't have inner peace. I had stress and anxiety and sadness and depression. I was miserable and I wasn't taking time in the morning to quiet my mind, to get peaceful, to get reflective, to get contemplative, to go on the inside and to look at the, the brokenness, right? The, some of the mess that I created in my life. And maybe you have mess in your life. We all do. Welcome to humanity. And it doesn't matter the reason why the mess is there or how it got there or who caused it. What matters is that there's a mess. There's areas of your life that just aren't working and you could choose to clean them up and do the work or you could choose to ignore them and just be complacent and that's fine too. But if you want that, if you want it, then I invite you to, to block out one hour a day every single morning for the next 40 days. I call this the 40-day holy hour challenge. And I have challenged so many people in my life to do this. And they accept the challenge because they wanted something more. And I got to tell you, when they got quiet for an hour a day, and by the way, I coach them on how to quiet their mind and discipline their mind. Because I know what you're thinking most likely right now. You're like, well, how do I quiet my mind? You have no idea how my mind works, Joseph. Like it's going berserko 24-7. It's like carnival rides happening in my mind. I get that. That's how my mind used to go. It doesn't anymore because I've learned to discipline it with this spiritual discipline that I now coach others in my spiritual coaching business. And I also uh, offer this free coaching in my private Facebook group every morning at 7.30 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. I do a Facebook Live and I do a holy hour 
And I'm there with you offering virtual accountability where you know I'll be there every single day, 7.30 a.m. There's rare exceptions where something will happen and I'll push the time a little bit, but I, I give you a heads up. And I'm there for that one hour. And I kind of guide you through how to do it and how to quiet your mind and how to just sit with your creator, your maker, your higher power. And let him pour into you his truth, his love about you, about your life, about his plans for you, because his plans are good. If you want to know that, then I would uh, offer you this. Uh, go to josephwarren.net. You could go to my website, josephwarren.net, and go ahead and sign up um, for uh, two of my, for uh, one, a personal invitation into that private Facebook group. There's no charge for that. That's complimentary. And I do it every single morning, Eastern Standard Time, 7.30 a.m. And maybe you say, well, Joseph, I'm on the West Coast. So that would be 4.30 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. I get that. Well, here's the great part about me doing the Facebook Live is that you can watch the replay at any time of your day. So if joining me live doesn't work for you at 7.30 a.m. Eastern Standard Time, you can still uh, click the replay and do your daily holy hour uh, at, the time in day, at the time of day that works for you wherever you are in the world. So there's no excuses. Like I'm literally just going to take away your reasons and excuses for not creating the life that you actually want. It's right here, right now. I can offer it to you. Um, and I offer spiritual coaching if you need you know, to be held by the hand and say, well, Joseph, that's really great, that private Facebook group. But you know, I really want you to take me by the hand and coach me on how to do this or coach me in areas of my life that aren't working. Well, I offer that as well. And you can find that at josephwarren.net. And oh, by the way, my buddy who taught me this spiritual discipline, I did that exact thing. I said, listen, if I'm going to learn this discipline, I want to know. Because he was like, well, you could do it yourself. And I was like, yeah, do it yourself isn't for me. How much to hire you? And he was like, well, I don't really offer that one-on-one -on -one coaching right now. And I was like, yeah, I got that. But how much to hire you? because I want to learn from the best and I want to learn the right way to do it. This is too important. Like if what you say is true, that I could get quiet for an hour and hear the quiet whisper of my God, my creator, and he could speak his purpose into my life. Like, and that's true. Well, that's the most important thing I could possibly learn how to do in my life. Right. And he was like, yeah, that's true. And I said, well, then I don't want to try to figure it out myself. I don't want to take a chance of doing it wrong. So I want to learn from the best, how much to hire you? So he said, okay, fine. It's this much. And I said, great. Boom. And I paid him. And I coached with him for 10 weeks. And we went to his huge house. He was a very successful entrepreneur. And we went to his huge house. I met with him once a week in person uh, for an hour, for 10 weeks. And he coached me on how to do this discipline. So if you want that, I could do that for you. I won't come to you in person, but uh, my spiritual coaching programs, I do virtual uh, video chats uh, one hour a week with all my clients. And I could offer that to you if that's of interest. So though I included this personal invitation, I did it not as a sales anything, um, but I know what it's like to struggle and to want to, and to desire uh, a solution to the areas of your life that aren't working. 
And I know what it's like to feel like you're going it alone. And I truly believe, and I share this on this podcast all the time, that faith is not a solo sport. It's not. So you don't have to wrestle with this on your own. You don't have to go and try to figure it out. Well, Joseph, how do I get quiet with God? Like, that sounds so difficult. You're right. If you've never done it before, to, even just to quiet your mind from the noise of the world is one of the most difficult disciplines ever. And then to train yourself to hear the quiet whisper of God, even more difficult, but 100% possible. I didn't think it was back then, but my friend taught me how, and I've seen others do it. And then I learned to do it and then it worked. And God started speaking right into my life in a very personal and real and unmistakable way. I couldn't even deny it with my own doubt and skepticism. And now I have this peace and this calmness and this love from my heavenly father. And I know who I am and I know what I'm meant to do. And that's why I show up and do this show every single week. That's why I'm putting myself out there. And some of my friends and colleagues, they come to me and they're like, dude, like that Facebook live you do every morning and, and your podcast, like, man, you really put yourself out there, like with your faith and your beliefs, like, aren't you concerned about what people think? I'm like, no. I used to be, Joseph 1.0 was, he was scared, dude. But Joseph 2.0, nah, he's more concerned about what God thinks of him than what people think. I still love and respect people, but their opinions of me and, and what they think I should do or not do or not say, that's none of my business. Imagine to go from that sense of powerlessness like I once had to this place of total powerfulness, but it's not in my power that I boast. It's I walk in the authority and the power of God. It's his power. It's his authority I rely on. And I'm able to receive that every single morning, an hour a day I spend with him. And I've been doing this for so many, so many days. I know in the past, uh, I think it's like 150, 170 days, uh, you know, in consecutive, I haven't missed one day. And then before that, it was for eight months I did it. So if you want that, like, this isn't a sales pitch. This is an offer to help you with that. The way that gentleman, my good buddy, helped me. And he did spiritual coaching for me and taught me how. And gave me the greatest gift I could ever get in this life. And now I'm able to teach others how to do it. And I could teach you if you want. And if you're not ready to with that or to work with me, that's totally fine. Go do it on your own. It's fantastic. Either way, just do it. Get yourself a morning routine. Get quiet every day in meditation. Get centered. Because here's what happens if you don't. Your life continues to look the same as it does now. And Matthew Kelly, great author, says, most people are living lives of quiet desperation. See, on the inside, they're screaming for help. Help, help, someone help me. I'm miserable, I'm suffering. Someone see me. Don't you see me? Quiet desperation. But on the outside, they're posting the highlights of their life and the, the highlight reel. Oh, look at me, I went on vacation. Oh, look at me here and traveling the world. Oh, look at me holding hands with this person. Oh, look at me this. 
but on the inside, they're hurting. You're hurting. There's wounds from your childhood that you haven't overcome yet. There's trauma, there's brokenness, there's broken relationships from your past that you haven't gone in and healed the mess, cleaned up the mess of your life. And you're wondering why you don't know what your purpose is or why you don't have real connection with God. It's because there's work to be done. See, you can't do what I did, which is leave a, a path, a trail of human wreckage, broken relationships, people I hurt, people I used, and not have to go in and clean up that mess. See, I did because God challenged me to in my daily holy hours when I spent quiet time with him. And he showed me the messes that I had created and he showed me how to go and clean them up. And then he showed me my identity, who I am, who he says I am, which is more important than anything. And that's what he wants to give you, your identity, who he says you are. And don't be fooled by what the world says. The world says that your identity is how much money is in your pockets or what you have hanging in your closets or parked in your garage. And it's a lie. That's not who you are. That's what you have. And when that's taken from you, what are you left with? Who are you? See, that's what God is waiting to tell you and to share with you and to give to you every single morning if you come and spend quiet time with him and develop a morning routine, a morning ritual, a holy habit. That's what he wants to give you. And then on top of that, after he gives you your identity, who he says you are, then he wants to give you your destiny. Your destiny is your purpose, why you're here on this planet in this moment rather than any part of earlier history in hum humanity? Or why weren't you born into the future? Why were you born and why are you here right now living this life? What are you called to do? What is that calling? What is that higher purpose that you want? Of course you want it. Every human wants this. God wants to show you that higher purpose so that you can live a life of purpose and of service. So that when you take your last breath, you die with zero, no regret, none, but with a smile on your face that you lived a good life, that you served others, that you were in close relationship with your heavenly father, with your God, with your maker. You knew who you are. You knew, you knew whose you were. And you knew what you were here to do. If you want that, that's what I invite you to. That's what this is all about. This isn't what the world promises, you know? And if you want to get rich quick or, or get spirituality feelings and sensualities really fast, that instant gratification, I'm not your guy. I'm not your guy. And oh, by the way, God's not your guy. See, because we live in a society and a world of instant gratification, but you worship a God of slow, patient, intimate relationship. He's not about instant gratification. See, you and I are searching for, seeking that one night stand with God. Lord, give me, give me, give me. Fulfill my needs and desires. Give me what I want. 
but God wants a lifelong relationship with you. He's not looking for the one night stand. He's looking to marry you. To take you as his beloved for a lifetime. That's what he's looking for. That's what he wants and desires. And your heart will not rest until it rests in him. That's what you're seeking. If this is too much truth for you, feel free to sign off and go watch another video and go watch maybe a Grant Cardone or somebody else that tells you the desires of your heart will be satisfied with money and greed and power. Go lust after those and you'll feel fulfilled. Well, as a man who got those things and lived those things and made millions of dollars, I could tell you, when I got all of those possessions and I possessed them, I was the most miserable, sad person, depressed, severe depression I went through. Why? Because I had everything on the outside, but I had nothing on the inside. I was empty. I was broken. I was alone. And thus I felt lonely. Isolation. Isolation. I'm going off on a few rants here because I really want to connect with your heart and get you through your brain there. Your brain wants to block you and keep you from taking action. But I invite you, I invite you to join me now. Go to josephwarren.net. Let me help you. Let me guide you. Apply to get access to my Facebook Live every single morning at no charge. Or sign up for spiritual coaching with me, and you could do that with a complimentary spiritual clarity call. And I'll give you 30 to 45 minutes of my time to speak to you one-on-one -on -one about what you really want in your life right now and about whether or not you and I want to work together. So I invite you to go there now. Have a blessed day. Remember, you were made for greatness. So stop being a wuss and start being a winner. I'll see you next week. God bless. BC Nation, you cannot show up authentically in your life without building faith in your business. If you want the business side of that conversation, I have another podcast called First 100K, where I interview successful entrepreneurs about how they made their first $100,000, because that's where I believe 90% of you are stuck and you can't break through. Go to first100k.com to find out how. I'm Joseph Warren. You were made for greatness. So stop being a wuss and start being a winner. Have a blessed day, and I'll see you right back here next week.